This is the Common Chaos Podcast, episode 18. I'm Thomas. I'm Austin. I'm Dakota. I'm Jaden. I'm Matt. Just a couple of everyday guys trying to become better versions of ourselves. Welcome to our conversation. Because the world is chaos. Show or feel no nervousness, anger, or other strong emotion. Complete disorder or confusion. We're not only training our, you know, our defensive mindsets, we're also working you know, in our spiritual lives and trying to make ourselves better human beings. To the Common Chaos Podcast, episode 18. This week, Matt is going to be leading us or starting the conversation with a couple questions that he's had through his Bible studies that he's been doing, through the sermons that he's been hearing, and questions that he's just been pondering on. So, what's up, Matt? Um, I got a whole list of notes from the sermon a couple weeks ago at Jihau. Um, we can dive into one, into one of the questions that is it actually it's not even really notes it's actually just a whole bunch of questions that I'd really like to have answers to and I don't there probably aren't answers but we can talk about them um, but the first thing I've noted down was what did the tree of knowledge actually do and is that the, the tree of knowledge is the tree of good and evil yeah okay. yeah and give us give us the give it for people who may yeah, not know tell, give us the, the rundown here of what that is well, let me just like elaborate on like what I'm actually getting at from this question. So like inside of the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, God told them that they couldn't eat from the one tree in the garden. And there, there's a lot of theories around it, but the one that I kind of subscribe to would be the idea that God told them that they couldn't eat from this tree of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And whenever they did, they were ashamed of themselves. And I, I think that the reason the tree was put there to begin with was so God didn't just have humanity blindly following him, but having that temptation and having that evil to disobey God is something that they fell into. And whenever they did, um, the Bible, I don't know where it talks about it or what verse, but somewhere in Genesis talks about how they were ashamed and they covered themselves up and they realized they were naked. So, like, what did the... What did their disobe? Where is the correlation between their disobedience and their reason to cover themselves afterwards? Like I, I don't understand how those things like add up to each other. Like what does what does that mean? Like um, I guess the way that I would think about I'm, I think about this in a very basic sense because I'm I I, I kind of almost think that. This is easily, I'm going to say overthunk. I know that's not it, but we're overthought. It's fine. I like overthunk. Okay. Um, I think you could really overthink this. I'm like, you think about it as like now, would you just like walk around downtown Butler naked? No. No. Right. Like, and because that's just, I, no, you just wouldn't. And like, everybody knows, like, why would you do that? And then you see someone doing it, and you're like, wow, that guy is full-on naked. Why would he do that? So I think before 
they ate of the tree. Do you want me to read the verse? You can read the verse. So in Genesis 2, 8, it says, The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God, and this is 9, The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then I'll skip down to 15. It says, The Lord placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden, 17, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. So that that's that part. And then in Genesis 3 is where man, woman, and sin, and where Satan comes in and talks about the, uh, like, if you eat, you're not going to die. So uh, verse 2, of course we may eat. Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Satan replied, you won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. To me, that sounds like they were losing their innocence or like ignorance to the fact that not everything is perfect because that originally was god's i mean design his design was everything would be perfect and that he would have these animals and they would have their way of like praising god and that he would have humans who would roll over everything and they would praise god and everything would be all happy-go-lucky and then he came satan came along and kind of like you know really ruined that Hmm. which obviously he knew would happen but it wasn't his original intent of making Earth, I guess. That was actually a good way of summing that up, actually. The, the, those are my thoughts, too, on that piece, but I didn't really know how to put it into words. That was good. But, like, my, my question is around, like, like, I agree with you there, but my question is around how did their realization of the evil in the world prompt them to realize that they were naked or even understand, like, what nudity was? So... I'll put my two cents in. Um, before they sinned, there was no shame. There was no knowledge of anxiety or fear or any of those things. So then they sinned, and they now understood their humanity. They were now shameful of being naked, and they were they got anxiety. They got fear. They got all of these things that flooded in because they ate of the tree. And it's even like you take take a step outside of the like the whole clothing thing. They hid from God because they were shamed. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe you talked about that. I might have missed it, but like so it wasn't just like, "Oh, hey, I'm naked now." It's like, "Hey, I'm we did s- we did wrong and now I'm scared of God." Right. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that which it, it's the the entire concept of knowledge like these the, they were yeah. I, I think they were blissfully ignorant so yeah. and then when they went when eve ate of the tree like they just all of these new things just bam right now yeah i think i think no the knowledge part of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I think the knowledge part might be like overlooked a little bit because people think, oh, they knew good and bad. But I think people are kind of skipping the part where like they just immediately knew 
everything that there was to know about being a human. Like, right there, they were like, holy crap, we have no clothes. Like, who would, like, um, so, they were the only two there. Why else would they, why else would they ever think that? So that, bring, that brings up a question that I just now thought of. So free will existed before they ate of the tree because they had the choice to eat of the tree. Right. But what did they know? If they didn't know shame and fear and all of these other quote-unquote sinful emotions, how were they living blissfully ignorant? Like, like what? There was no alternative. Right. It's all, so, all but it's it so was, weird to think about it. There's no saying. way like, that we can comprehend it. Yeah. Right? There's no way that we can possibly understand it. All it was was them, the garden they were told to take care of, and God. And then all of a sudden... That Satan came around and they didn't know not to trust him. Yeah, I would I would take it one step further in saying that the only thing that was was good because God created everything. He said it was yeah. good. So moving into that was it. Based on that, I would say that it could have just been the tree of the knowledge of evil because as they took of that tree, it was evil. What they did was sin, and then they realized, hey. We just incorporated all of this into humanity. I, I, I think, based off of that, like it was called good and evil because, because they already knew good. Differentiate learning evil. The two. They it's now like, know yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. It's the tree of consciousness. Yeah, kind oh, of. Yeah, that's, I, that's I was actually, it. I was going to go there too. Yeah, it just, it just expanded their idea of how they even see the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. It brought a whole new perspective <laughs> into things that they didn't even know was there, and it changed it for the worse not for the better isn't that kind of crazy though that like changing their perspective of the world made it worse like you you think in the in the world that we live in today freedom of knowledge freedom of thought freedom of speech is one of the most important things yes they didn't have that they didn't need it but like yeah there was nothing to worry about yeah but sense. like it, it's just it's so crazy to think that that is one of the biggest hot button topics in a world that we live in today is freedom of all of these things but they didn't need it because everything was perfect they didn't have to choose it's so crazy decide or we can't even understand it yeah wait but they they kind of did though in a way too this almost contradicts itself in a way because they were still tempted temptation but, itself is not Temptation is not evil. Acting yeah, upon so. temptation uh, is right. yeah, okay. evil. Yeah, that's good. Even right. Jesus was tempted. Right, yeah. right. Doesn't make him evil. So I, but I, but evil was still there. But it might have it might not have been something that they were cognizant of. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. evil existed, but they knew nothing of it. Right. Because God told it's them. It's so hard like, to hey. comprehend, like yeah. to understand. Yeah. Like I want to think about this more, and like dive into it because I feel like there's more there, but I'm, like I'm just not getting it because. It's so hard to grasp. So, the angels, with the fall of Satan and all of those things, God created the angels and everything to worship him and do all their specific jobs and all that mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> and uh, Not jubbly? No, mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> Have we learned our lesson? Um, so, so, God created all of them. In turn... The fall of Satan would mean they that have free will angels too. also have free will. Yes. That's just, that's not a question. It's just something that I was walking through. So, I remember 
now now we're we now you know what nope we're not even gonna shift it never mind we're not gonna go into angels stick with stick with what we were going i, I was gonna go to a whole different path here okay we could do this later. I mean, we could. I'm. I'm not ready for that. That's yeah, we I'm, can. We can. I know that's. Well, a let deep me. One. Let me just throw out a question here. Okay. So the we whole. The can, whole. Can back up from the mic. He doesn't want to. You don't I have to. I like he this, has his free will. I like the whole Joe Rogan thing. You don't have to touch your lips to it. You can get know, close to it. But it's fun. It makes me feel important. Someone. Someone told Make me the other day that it? when you talk, it makes them feel like their insides start tingling. <laughs> so. I'm glad I have that effect on you. <laughs> whoever whoever you are. You can back up from the mic just a little bit. You don't have to have your mustache getting stuck in the pop filter. <laughs> Give um, me the butterflies, Tommy. <laughs> um whenever it comes to the s- Satan and the serpent. Yeah. It was just it just just I mean and there's again this is one of those questions that we'll never have an answer to. Did Satan possess a snake that already existed, or did, he change or form? did he manifest himself into one? I don't think he has that power. He is. He is a. I think Satan is a cherubim. Does it say? I don't remember. I don't know. Sa- yes, it does say. I don't know if I exactly have it correct, but I think Satan is a cherubim angel, and. Cherubim angels are the angels and the keepers of the celestial records who hold the knowledge of God. I don't think he has the power to shapeshift. And I could be completely wrong because uh, I, I thought Satan was one of the angel that sang God's praises. I thought he was a musician. So he might not be a cherubim. If, uh, if I think, I Mac, think, Mac I, I are think, you Googling that? I think we'd probably have to do research into this more. It was just a question that I'd had. Yeah, because future because, angel because, podcast. Yes, future angel podcast for sure. I gotta finish that book. Um, I was thinking back back whenever we because we briefly touched on something similar to this at one point or another. I think that episode whenever you were talking about the whole Old Testament, all that Old Testament stuff, I dove into it a, li- a little bit more. Um, and I was thinking about okay, so if he possessed a snake that already existed, then that means. Never mind. We'll, we'll talk about it later. That it's it's just going to go down a huge rabbit yeah. hole. Huge, huge rabbit hole. We'll talk about it later. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, I, I got something else. Um, can we take like? Can we shift gears? Nobody else has a question on that. Shift. I mean, it's not shifting big gears. We're still in Genesis and talking about the beginning. But that's kind of where my studies have been focused more recently because it interests me to see all of the crazy things that happen around like. Uh, the Passover and stuff like that and like the flood and like what what turned God into what he was during those times and like not necessarily how God changed but but what impacted God's decisions in order to take drastic action like the flood and Passover and things like that like how how bad did we screw up to make him that frustrated that he's like killing babies and like wiping out an entire population so like that's what I'm trying to get I guess I'm just trying to get a better understanding of like who God is. And um, I think I've talked about this in the past before. Whenever people talk about um, God, you obviously have the Trinity, but whenever I, I, I think about God, I think about like, like the galaxy, like the purple galaxy and stars and stuff like that. Like I I don't really think about like a person, a specific entity, right? Like that's how I see him. And whenever I first started diving in to this study to figure out like who he is, Genesis 1, 2, I feel like is, uh, the beginning of Genesis, I think, is like 
an extremely powerful book and it doesn't get enough like clout in my opinion but wow um, but genesis 1 2 just says like the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters and i thought like that pretty much sums up my exact thoughts of what i think of whenever i think of god and like the purple galaxy kind of thing because it literally talks about like him hovering over the face of the waters and like what else would that really be other than like a spirit almost in a sense like what Mm -hmm. do you see whenever like you read that that verse specifically uh, yeah like what do you think of whenever someone says god when when someone said when someone talks about god and i think of a form or a shape i think of like absolute chaos he is just anything and everything all at the same time and like everything that i could possibly imagine in one thing and it's just it doesn't make sense to my brain but when i read that verse the first thing that comes to mind is was earth just a floating ball of water yeah me too <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i thought but it wasn't water because he it didn't says it says, it says he's hovering over the waters yeah but i don't understand how it says he's hovering over Another the waters Bible. hold on we'll see what waters means it says it says so it says earth, earth was without shape and then it says he was hovering over the waters so was earth just kind of floating there as a ball of water and then he made shape to it and gave it or was everything water and then he like condensed things into planets holy and, nuts yeah was every why co- only one good one though why well, not good why only one I, good I, one? well see if we want to get to aliens i don't think we're only the hear me on, only hear me on, ones hear me aliens <laughs> <laughs> like like at the I, like I've said this before, my biggest pet peeve is when people are super selfish. I think, and like they think that they're special. Um, I don't think that we're special enough to be the only planet. Why are we not See, just I a? Don't su- either. Why are why are why are we not just one of a bunch of different tries that God did, where He was like, "Oh, this is fun. Let me just make a couple more." And it doesn't say anything about that in the Bible. And like it, people will argue that that's anti-Christian and like God loved us. And it's like, okay, well. God is everything and anything you could possibly imagine. Why can't he love multiple planets and stuff like that? And, like, I think aliens are, like, legit. But I don't think that green people walking around, like, scary is real. Like, it's just, that's weird. But I don't know. I have no idea. Thomas, were you were you looking up what waters meant? In- I'm even looking at Orthodox Jewish Bible, and it still says, in the... Ru- I'm going to butcher this. I'm so sorry, God. And the Ruach Elohim was hovering upon the face of the waters. Even in, like, the straight up... It's just a different name for God. Hovering it's just above, waters. Yeah. Every, t- every version I've checked so far, it says hovering above the face of the waters or whatever. This, yeah, what KJV says, the face of, or, uh, hovering above the face of the deep. People call the ocean the deep dark or dark deep, darkness, whatever. The darkness was on the face of the deep. An abyss, a, an abyss, surging mass of water. Dude, that goes into like how you always talk about the ocean, and we have no idea. Like, is that the Milky Way? It's terrifying, dude. Bottom of the ocean. Is, wait, is what the Milky Way? Was this was was Earth just like another Milky Way, and then he was just like, pew, Paul. Yeah, it's crazy. Whack. I uh, I that's know. insane. Uh, the The New Living Translation says the exact same thing. Earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. That's crazy. So that is, like, literal. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, dude, the ocean is, like, 85% unexplored. 
We have no idea what's down Isn't there. Isn't that the most terrifying thing ever to think about? No, it's so it's so interesting to me. I think that's terrifying. There, there are like there are cities under there. Oh yeah, and we find statues and all kinds of stuff in like the wrecked ships. Atlantis was real. Um, maybe it may not have been called that, but it is real. Maybe. Yeah, it, that stuff's so interesting to me. Like, there's just there's an entire world that existed before us that we know some history about. There's other things that we know no history there's about. Like yeah, that's, and no that's, it, it is very interesting to think about because you would you would assume that um, all of the if there were any historical documents before the flood they were destroyed we know nothing for sure you know absolutely nothing and we don't know how long of a time frame it was we don't like tower of babel's after the flood right i'm not crazy we don't even know anything before that really yeah like the only documents that talk about it are like the bible you don't you don't find very there might be some more out there that i don't know of but you don't find many yeah we have there were civilizations huge civilizations that we have no idea so who wrote genesis moses how did, how did he know all this? God, God told him. God. Moses, yeah. Moses, uh, Moses <clears throat> wrote all the first five. Convened with God Pentateuch? often. I gotta study Moses more than he. So yeah, he you know, you know the Ark of the Covenant and all that. Deuteronomy, yeah, I believe. Um, like Moses went up onto the top of the mountain and talked to God for like a week, oh. and uh, that God gave him the Ten Commandments and all the rules that the Jews had to follow back then, and. When he came back down, it said that he was like, glowing. yeah, he was glowing because he, he was seeing God. And, and Moses asked God, he was like, can I see you? And God said, no, because if you see my face, you will die. Hmm. And so God showed him like his heel. That was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like his, his shoulder or something. And it was, that was at the end. That was after all of this. But like, it was, it, it was, he was glowing because he was in the presence of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but, showed, he showed himself when Moses was about to die. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, it was, God took Moses up on the mountaintop to show him the promised land from a distance. Oh. And Moses was about to die, and he said, can I see you? And then he was like, I'll walk past you. Yeah. It, you can't see my face. But, long, like, that's just, Moses convened with God and told, God told him, hey, this is what I need you to write down. This is what I need the people to follow, because they didn't have the books before that. They didn't know what their religion really was. They just knew of the entity. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, something else I thought was cool. Um, Genesis 2-3. Again, like, I just, I kind of have just been trying to rip through Genesis just because I think it's really cool. And these are a couple of verses that I plucked from it to try to understand God. 2-3 says, then God blessed, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. I was thinking like have you guys heard about the story around prayer and something about like the, the widow that would come to God and would or no the the widow that would go to the unjust judge. That's what it was. And it's like this this widow or this lady would come to the unjust judge and she would beg for something, I can't. Re- you guys know what I'm talking about the uh-huh. unjust judge. You've never no. heard about that before. But anyhow, basically, the, the gist of the story is. I'll have to look that I, up. I might know it after you explain it. I just you're not ringing any bells. Okay, um, I'll, I'll have to look it up because I don't remember it 
very well either, honestly. But um, basically, the moral of this story is... Is this a biblical like parable? Yeah, yeah, look it up, the unjust judge. Um, basically, the moral of the story is that this, this lady goes to this judge and basically just bothers him and annoys him to the point where he's like, okay, fine, what, what do you want? And I think the Bible uses that as if you want something, keep praying for it, keep praying for it. And if God wants it to happen, if you bug him enough for it, and you want it bad enough, he'll make it happen. And it's kind of like the same idea behind um, what are the, some of the verses around prayer. It's like asking you shall receive and like that kind of thing. And like if yeah. you keep bugging God for it, he'll, he will eventually listen to you. And if that's what he wants to be seen done, then he'll, ha- he'll make it be finished. And I was thinking with like this verse, it talks about how God needed to rest and just understanding how, I'm trying to get an idea of like how God actually needed to rest. Like this entire creation thing actually exhausted him. Like how did God get tired? Did and like, it, did it though? why else would have he had to had to rest? Like why did he need to rest? Because he can. Uh, that that verse is Luke eighteen, yeah. one through eight. eight. The unjust judge. Yeah. Yes. It's actually it's actually I just read it. It's really. Cool story. Yeah, it is. Do you do you want me to read this? I've got the study Bible here, and it's got the yeah. explanation for two two verse two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was two three, but two two might. Suck. Well, it's two one to three, and then it has a special excerpt okay. on two. All right. Um, God certainly did not. Let me pull this over here, so I'm not talking away from the microphone. God certainly did not rest due to weariness, rather establishing the pattern for man's work cycle. He only modeled the need for rest. Later, the Sabbath ordinance of Moses found its basis in the creation week. The Sabbath was God's sacred ordained day in the weekly cycle. The Jews think the Sabbath is Saturday. Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man. Because he knew we were... Genesis 2, 3, Fleshy God, meat sacks. God sanctified or set apart the Sabbath day because he rested on it. Later it was set aside for worship in the Mosaic Law. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 distinguishes between physical rest and the redemptive rest to which it pointed. Colossians 2.16 makes it clear that the Mosaic Sabbath has no symbolic or ritual place in the New Covenant. The church began worshiping on the first day of the week to commemorate the resurrection of Christ. Sounds like a new beginning. Hmm. So, so it was it was designed, as you would see later on, whenever God was giving the Mosaic Law, it was designed to be a pattern for. Like it was basically like I work, you know, you work six days of the week, and then this day is my day. That you rest and just like focus on me okay. kind of thing. That's fair. That makes sense. So you I, know, you know what I just put together. This, I mean, it's along like, the lines, but I don't know how relevant it is. What? I just like talking about the Sabbath and like keep hearing Sabbath over and over. I don't know how I got to this point, but Saturday in Spanish is Sabado, Sabbath day. Well, because like I said, the Jews Saturday is their Sabbath. That's like we, when, once you said the mm-hmm. Jews believes, I was like, Sabado. Like, holy crap, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but uh, we, like Thomas said, have made Sunday the Sabbath day, quote unquote, because of Jesus' resurrection, and we changed it. And Why did we do that? I think that was your theory that 
Catholic Church actually did that. Uh, well, I don't know why. I don't know why exactly, but the Catholic Church didn't like the Jews, and the yeah. Jews didn't like the Catholic Church. So the Catholic Church was like, "Let's do our own thing." Yeah. Oh, I think what was that? What was that one I said? Colossians two sixteen. Oh, crap. <laughs> Flipped his Bible shut. Let me go to Colossians two sixteen real quick here. Here's a, here's a more I guess basic or broad question. Do you, do you think it matters what day you that's, that's do? What that's what I'm trying well, to say. Well, so oh, is that okay? A, th- a thought that oh here I'll let you finish. Here it says okay Colossians two sixteen. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths. Hmm. So basically, like as long as you're taking one day to rest, it doesn't hmm. matter what day it is. Danny, so a, th- a thought that I had while you were talking about it is, we we had said that Moses wrote Genesis. We, we came to that conclusion and figured all that out. Do you think that God actually rested on these seven days? Or do you think that God was like, here is the explanation for you to tell everyone? Because like you said, like he created the Sabbath for the humans so that we knew how to rest. Do you think that he just was telling Moses that story to be like, this is how I want you guys to shape the way that you function? Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting theory. Because be. then you'd, ha- you'd have to... Because Jesus worked in parables. That's how he did it. Why wouldn't God? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's another thing Like you will never have an answer to. Because then you'd have to, okay, if it's seven actual days. You're really far from the mic now. If it's seven actual, yeah. If it's seven actual days, then that constricts God to man's timeline. Yeah. But he, if he designed, but if he, I don't know. I mean, if he just did if he could, it for I us guess, to I have guess a he, guide. Could, he could come in and out of our timeline as he pleased, I guess. I mean, he is limitless. So... Yeah, there's no way to understand. It's like he could have actually rested, but then, like, what did he do? He just, like, laid around for a day. Yeah, like, I, he was I, like, there's no, there, at that, because at that point, there still weren't humans. He didn't create the humans until afterwards. No, on the seventh day, he did. No. He, he created humans on the fourth day. Did he? Yes. I don't think so. Yes. Because we, we did trivia with the youth group uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was one of the questions, and I got it wrong. It might have, it might have been. It, you might be right. Let me look through. Because I thought it, I thought he created humans on the sixth day, and it was the fourth. Sixth. Wait, what? Sixth day. Oh, so I was right. Half uh, right. Those stupid kids. <laughs> we were half right. I believe that's. I don't know. That was the first thing I saw. I don't know. Yeah. And then God said, "Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind." Blah blah blah. Yeah, and blah, blah 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 you're blah. Mi- you're welcome, Mister. On the sixth day. Uh, <laughs> Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. I was wrong, sorry. Evening, morning, sixth day. So So, all living creatures in his own image, man, both male and female, God then blessed the couple, told them to be fruitful and multiply, and gave them dominion all over all living things. Do you know what was another question that we asked those kids that I got wrong? It was how many days did it it take for God to create the earth? Did you say seven? I said seven. Nice. It was six because he rested. Nice. That made me angry. I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. What if the seventh day completed the creation process? Oh, no. I think it did. I think that's, that's exactly what he was that saying. Big I brain. Think. Hey, so for in regard to like making humans or creating humans, so God first started out by creating man, right? No. Yes. He created everything else first. Well, 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 well as far as the humans. Oh, okay. And... And then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And then he made woman. Yes. Now, if God 
it sounds like God had a realization that it's like, okay, it looks like man's not doing too hot on his own and he should not be alone. So like, did God not know this going in to making Adam and creating Adam? It sounds like he's like, oh crap, I kind of screwed up. It looks like we're going to need to make a couple tweaks on the whole plan here. You know what I mean? Mm, beats me, dude. Like, like if, like I thought, like you know how, like God knows everything; He's all yeah. knowing. But like that sounds like He had a realization, like okay, I kind of jacked up here. I, I think it was less okay. I kind of jacked up here, and more like I, I thought that He no, my, my, He wouldn't have thought that. Right. I don't know what to think about that. He was In just kind of to know. You'd have to know how God thinks. I, I was gonna say. See, the problem is, is like that we know that God doesn't screw the pooch, right? So like. Obviously, he didn't screw up, but, like, and, and he didn't have a realization because he knows yeah. everything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's a way to So, let's go, let's go back to that thought where I said maybe he just told Moses it was seven days to make him understand it and give him that uh, blueprint. Maybe he told it like that to be like, Thunder this is down. why I created man because – this is why I created woman because man was alone. And I didn't want man to be alone, so then I created woman. Maybe he just told Moses it in that way so that Moses could understand. Yeah, one thing that possible. one thing that I don't understand is why did women have to get one of our ribs? If we were created out of dust, why couldn't they? It, well, that's the whole marriage thing. Flesh of, flesh of one flesh. Yeah. So then is there only one person that has your rib? Okay, <laughs> so 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 if 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 soul Adam's yeah, yeah, yeah soulmate type right. thing, if if Adam's rib was taken to put into Eve, each person is there only one person out there with your rib? Actual soulmate like thing. I mean, yeah. that would be like the basis behind. It. I mean, I honest, know, honest, man, honestly, if you think about it that way, yeah, I would say yes, huh. from God's perspective, huh. not yeah, from just, ours. We're just maybe. stupid. But from Jaden's rib at though. Hey, where my rib at though? That is a loaded question. Hey, yo, ladies, give my rib back. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way before. I haven't either. I'm out here missing a rib for you people. Give me that back. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna show up in the next like year or so. Give me that thing back. I want a refund. That's that so is funny. weird to think about. That's man. like a really loaded question because I'm thinking about like the whole like married for like 20, 30, 40 years, and then your partner dies, and then you remarry, and then you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, well, see, I, I could you could you I, maybe some people just have a couple ribs missing. So my my grandmother <laughs> maybe maybe got multiple ribs gone. Um, my grandmother when her parents died when she was real young, like fourteen, fifteen. But back in those days, like when you were fourteen, fifteen, you could pretty much move out of the house and you were good to go. Um, but her parents died. I think her dad died. Her mom died first. One of them died first of just like a sickness and died. And then two months later, her other parent died, and they were perfectly fine. It was literally because she was alone now and lost her husband and was just that sad and just had nothing to live for and ended up dying. And my grandma ended up taking care of, like, her little brother or sister. I don't remember who. But so, like, that kind of plays into it. Like, I, there are people out there that die because their partner died, and they're so lonely and depressed because of it. But then there are other people that their partner dies and they go and remarry. And I'm not saying either is right or either is wrong. I'm just saying it's an interesting thought. That was a lot more of a loaded question than I think it was 
meant to be when you first said it. I mean, it just it, it popped into my head, and I was like, yeah. maybe that's something. <laughs> maybe that's something. It doesn't. I think God says, "Flesh of my flesh and blood of my blood." I think Jesus says that somewhere too. I don't know. Whatever. Wow. That would make sense because Jesus was human. Yeah. Hmm. Man, you really threw me for a loop with that one. <laughs> but like, we could never know. So there's no, no there's no reason to even ponder it. There's, yeah, there's no reason for because me to be in the, loop over it. yeah, you can't you can't know who's got your rib. <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> there's no way of knowing who stole my insides. I think hopping back to where um, they were tempted and actually ended up eating from the tree, um, God ended up asking. I think it's funny how like God God knows stuff, but we talked about this too. How he has like a sense of humor and he's like sarcastic a lot of times. And, um, Jesus was sarcastic a lot. I, I haven't read a lot of the Old Testament God being sarcastic, but well, God as he's walking through the garden and they're hiding from him, he obviously knows that they're hiding from him. Yeah, it's not like he's stupid. And he knows he knows know? like yeah, where they say are. Like, where are you? So, um, yeah, he's like. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, "Where are you?" And it talks about him like I think it talks about him like walking through the garden and stuff, looking for them. He said, who, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman who you gave to me, she gave me the tree and I ate. The OG snitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then God said to Eve, what is this that you've done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Isn't it funny how like human nature doesn't change at all? Like we, we, we talk about personal responsibility all the time. And literally the first human to ever walk the earth was like, yeah, bro, I did that. But you know what? I was, I was screwed up by this one over here. They led me to this point. Like immediately the first person literally on the earth did not take personal responsibility. They, they teach, they teach children that lesson in Sunday school a lot about like not being selfish and not putting blame on other people and accepting personal responsibility for the actions that you've done. And that's right. It's right there. It's the first humans, like you said. They immediately, as soon as they realized what sin was, as soon as they realized that they were naked, they started placing blame in other places. Because there's guilt. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Um, afterwards, later on in that chapter, chapter 3, is this Genesis still? Genesis yeah, 3? Yeah. Um, God ends up casting them out of the verse. garden where they had pretty much everything what, provided what verse? to them. Uh, 3. This is like late in 3. It's like 20. Um, then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden till the ground from which he was taken. And this is the one that I want to talk about. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden in a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life. And it's like, that's something that I can't really like understand. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, what, like, are you, what are you exactly saying? Like he, like he, he threw, he threw out man, and now he's on his own. 
was this just merely a like a punishment now that we understand now that humans understand what evil is and turning away like is that all it is is just a punishment for humans hmm. i don't know and like all of humanity like just because one dude jacked up yeah yeah why wouldn't he like just restart yeah I mean, I guess he kind of... No, he loved his creation. That's what it says. He, he loved his creation too much to just kill all of them. That's why he let Noah live. That's why he want, that was his restart with the flood. He was like, this is the only person that is still following me, that loves me and knows who I am. So I will let them live, but I want to restart. God wanted to kill everyone. God wanted it all to end. Well, actually, someone, someone looked that up while I'm talking. The Noah... Why was Noah chosen? Those verses type thing. Genesis 5 or 6, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Where, because it... Genesis 6, Noah pleases God. Noah was a righteous man. Blameless in his generation. Yeah. But God just chose God. him? No, one's, no one told God, like, hey, look at Noah. Maybe that's Job that I'm thinking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who it is, but I know what you're talking about. Someone was like, hey, look at Job. Or God, God said God that said to Satan. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, Genesis just has me kind of thrown for a loop here, because um, like I don't know what to think about like all of this. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a loaded book. Yeah, there was incredible violence in the Old Testament. Very far from that. There was incredible violence in the Old Testament. That's what I think a lot of people have issues with trying to understand Christianity because like. They hear, like, these stories about the Old Testament, like he said, like, flood the earth. Like, literally everybody but, like, one dude and his kids and their wives died. Okay, and then there's, like, the other things, like, you talked about. I know we didn't get to it yet, but the whole killing the kids thing. There's that, and then, like, the invading places and killing them all to take the land, like, stuff like that. And then they're like, yeah, that sounds, like, terrible. And then it's just, like, Jesus comes in, he's like, hey, yeah, we're not going to do any of that ever again. And then like why why did why did we change this like what like that's uh, I mean for me I don't really understand it's, it completely but yeah, it's the whole the whole new not covenant, be, the whole new covenant yeah, thing not being able it, to like understand how God thinks and stuff like that yeah, you know it, yeah I don't know like the only way that we you can really wrap your head around it is that God was just bent on justice at that point like it, you're disobeying me I'm going to beat you into submission so so a theory <laughs> which sounds <laughs> terrible it's funny. Uh, a theory that I had back in high school, and I'm not saying that this is completely biblical. I'm not saying it's based in fact, but a theory that I had was when we think of the Holy Trinity, a lot of people talk about it like an egg. There's the shell, there's the egg white, there's the egg yolk. Each of them create the egg, but each of them do a different job. Mm-hmm. But they're all still one egg. And that's how people can wrap their head around the Trinity. But the theory is God created all this and then he got angry and he was upset with the humans because they weren't doing what he told them to do. And then when Jesus comes, my theory is Jesus was like, hey, let's stop let's stop doing all that. Stop stop taking vengeance and stop being who you are right now. Let me go down. Let me try and see if I can help a little bit. Let me do my thing. And then we'll see what happens from there. And so like, I, 
in my in my head, I kind of think that each part of the Trinity, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, have their own personalities. And we can think of it as one brain. There are different pieces of your brain that have different things that they do. God was the more vengeful, war, anger type in the Trinity. Jesus was the loving, give a second chance type. And the Holy Spirit is just there to help us. I don't know exactly what his personality was like, but I think that that's just a way to think about it so you can kind of wrap your head around it where, where God the Father was, he created this because he loved us, but we ended up ruining it and he just got angry. But then the other personality, Jesus, came in and he was like, hey, let me just go back and show them love again. Let me see if they can see if they can try and fix and that's I'm not saying that's biblical. I'm not saying the Bible says anything about it. Is here to help us try to fix it. Yep, and, and that's just like the way that I can wrap my own head around yeah, it, yeah. because it's just it that makes sense to and me. That, that, I think that people don't like that because it kind of oversimplifies things. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and that's like because you can twist that into being like, oh, so God's bad. Because, yeah, but he's he's not. He's just justifiably upset. Yeah. And it's not that he's bad. It's just that he has a different type of love. Yeah. And and I think we talked about this on a different podcast, but let's say God has all of the personalities in the world. He is everything, him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But each of them are split up, however. And we, our brains, have every single piece of that. But the things that we go through and the things that bring us up make the pieces of God's personality come out. So I, I don't know. It's it's just it's something to think about. I'm not saying it's biblical. I'm not a pastor. I didn't go to Bible school. I'm not a theologist. I mean, I went to Bible school, but not like college or anything. I'm not a certified pastor or anything like that. But it's just an interesting way to think about God and the Trinity and how he interacts with man. Yeah. It is it is weird because some people are like that. It's you basically, basically, it turns into the whole good cop, bad cop thing. And people don't like that. Which, like, I understand. He's not, still a cop, even not, though he's acting bad not, cop. Not liking it. But, yeah. It's like the whole idea. And, and then, like, so you take it a step further. And to the, like, whenever it comes to the end times, you know, the last days where God's final judgment is poured out upon the earth, basically, Jesus is like, okay, I had my fun. We obviously, tried. Obviously, it didn't work have adam <laughs> yeah and that that's that's how i think about it like yeah jesus was like we tried they didn't like the love so let's just end them yep. <laughs> let's just end it and restart let's, let's make new jerusalem let's make everything perfect and holy again and restart we're also tr- go ahead I dakota's just, eyes I, just I, lit I, up. yeah i don't know how this just hit me so could it happen again what God creating Earth and no, no, well, no, we know that'll happen again. But the fall could the fall happen again? Once New Jerusalem comes, I don't think so. I don't, I don't. I think he'll reset us to where Adam and Eve were, and not give us the tree of good and evil because. Yeah, so but, then, but we then where's lose, free will? So we would lose our free will. No, because the, uh, angels had free will, and they decided to go away anyway. Right, so it's always going to be there. So how could it? But not? he just he but like. With Satan and the angels and all that, he just cast them out. There won't be temptation at that point. Yeah. Because by the time that all comes around, he could Satan, just erase Satan will evil. be permanently locked away. He could erase evil. Yeah. Basically. I guess. 
I mean, I guess because that's really that's the way that all of that's the way that all of the good things will be created is because evil will either be destroyed mm-hmm. or permanently okay. locked away. Okay. Well, wasn't the whole like premise behind Satan was to be like God though? So how would that temptation go away? It's true. I mean, obviously, like obviously, like the the end answer is like God can do anything He wants, but like I can't just accept that in this moment. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard, and like that that kind of comes into the why did God kill kids? Why did why did all of these genocides happen in the Old Testament? And it's because we don't understand what is good and what is evil. We understand God's good based and evil. On our limited yeah. Human ideology of said good and evil. We keep we keep ultimate. referencing this God killing kids. Can you Matt? Can you like go to this story and like give us a brief overview? Because I'm sure I'm sure people who don't know this it's, story it's, is it's like, the Passover. Exodus. Yeah, the firstborn. Yeah, the firstborn. That that's just one example. I think there's a couple examples where God kills like everyone. Can we so. cover that yeah, in a Exodus. separate podcast? That's a big conversation. We actually probably could just do. A whole yeah, different because thing I, I I really like the idea of like blood sacrifices and that kind of thing. Like that's something I like to study. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> you want to blood no, sacrifice? No, 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 I'm saying. I I mean I like I'm I like the story around it. But to close those thoughts that we just had. I think that we're trying to use logic and you can't answer infinite questions with finite answers. Mm. We so, can't we can't figure out an infinite god with a finite. And I didn't brain. come up with that. Somebody because else came up with that. Welcome welcome back to putting god in a box part 3. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back to we never figure out anything on this podcast. <laughs> but I mean but I mean we're trying to figure god out like okay this is how we would rationalize it and like we would use logic here and he would do this because this makes sense in our lives but like we can't think like he thinks. That that right there what you just said is the entirety of Genesis. It was written by man to be understood by man. Yeah. And you just kind of uh, that's where faith comes in yeah oh that's that's interesting it was written by man to be understood by man but god gave moses the like the he words. gave him the words so he wrote moses wrote them physically <laughs> so like it was written by man to be understood by man the uh, that's so okay and yet man still doesn't understand yeah it. so like do you think that if it was just straight up like written by god and handed to moses and just like all of what god understands was in it we would just implode looking at it probably well, i mean that was ark uh, of the covenant covenant the what ten commandments yeah the finger of god. people just died looking at it <laughs> okay. if they open the ark of the covenant, well, was people it, they, died. Put, they put they the remnants the of it yeah. in the ark of the covenant that was a fun rabbit trail. That so it was God's presence. You know how people say that they can't find the Ark of the Covenant and stuff like that? Yeah. It's obviously in the ocean, right? <laughs> right? Atlantis. It actually, there's right? actually, like, seriously? There's a, uh, there's a whole show about that, finding the Ark of the Covenant, and... Indiana Jones found it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nuts. Right. They, uh, they, Busted they, that case they went through the Bible, and they tracked all the places where the Ark of the Covenant went, and the last place that it was seen was Jerusalem when King Solomon built the temple and then they were they were invaded by the Sumerians, the Syrians. I think it starts with a B. Babylonians. Babel, they were they were invaded by the Babylonians and the Babylonians destroyed the temple and the Ark of the Covenant was never seen again. I guess it could just mean they just like tried to well, I don't know, would God just let them destroy it? 
if they if they like if the Jews touched it, they died. Right. If the Babylonians touched it, they would have died. So like, how did it just disappear? Sand. Yeah. There's so a it, lot of it. if anything, if anything, wherever it yeah. is, it might just be underneath a bunch of dunes. I mean, you look at it, they keep finding new settlements and things like that all over the Middle East area. Where's the Mariano Trench at? It's Mariano middle of the Pacific or Atlantic? It's middle of the Pacific. Oh, I'm really? Sure. Mariano's yeah. Trench. I thought that was... I thought what's, that was, like, down south, like, coast Australia. What's the... Um, sure. I, I mean, I'm way off then. It's in the ocean. What's... Yeah, I'm way <laughs> off then with that. What, I what's, isn't with there that. something with the, the Red Sea or the Dead Sea or the something like that or Dead whatever? No, nah, not that. I don't no, know what I you're saying. There was like some, I thought that's what it was. I thought that was the main no, trench. But the, but the thing is, with, with the whole, the last time it was seen was in the temple in Jerusalem. The temple in Jerusalem is still there. They know where it is. There's a wall there where people go and pray all the time. In it, there's, a, there's a theory that the, the Ark of the Covenant was like taken out of the temple because they knew the Babylonians were coming. And they had the priests and stuff like flee before they could get there. And they hid it somewhere else. So it could be anywhere. Where's Noah's Ark too? It was wood. In in my in my yeah, brain, I could yeah, have just disintegrated. It, it was wood. He probably tore it apart and built a house. Yeah, but you know how like <laughs> it talks about how it landed on Mount oh, Ararat. Sinai. Is it Sinai or Ararat? Ararat. Oh, Sinai yeah, was Sinai was Moses. Yeah, but it's like okay, so if that gives us that good of a geographical idea of where it's at like shouldn't we be able to find something it was wood it was so long ago yeah but i mean like there's got to be something like okay wait think about it this way is there a documentary on that i want to watch yeah there probably is (laughs) um think about it this way the the flood happened the whole entire planet was destroyed probably weren't very many trees left that's literally how we have coal nowadays all the, the coal is carbon deposits in the world that were trees that had fallen over and then got compressed under the soil and created coal it is organic matter and that is where it came from from the flood so all the trees were destroyed they were knocked over and everything he probably built a house out of it he probably used that wood and after a long time when a lot more babies were being born and a lot more people were all of that wood would have been used to create civilization so like the, the the ark, it's less is like yeah, it's probably just gone. And and even even if they didn't, all right, it wasn't pressure treated modern lumber, all right. Like it was still raw wood. I mean, I guess they covered a lot of it in that pit stuff, but it would still be raw. It would still be raw wood. And you've got modern houses built within the last hundred years that have basically disintegrated and fallen apart. Yeah. yeah. So. It's, there's there's got to be a documentary it's, it's gone. somewhere, though, someone that, like, claimed Oh, there... Yeah, I want to watch it. I oh, think claimed it would be to have found it? Yeah, yeah, I want to watch it. Oh, I'm sure that there's something. I, I tried I tried Googling it. Apparently, people think that it's in Ethiopia. Is that Africa? Yeah, it's Africa, right? Yeah. Well, where's Mount Ararat? I don't know. It's a good Google. Yep. I think it's in Africa somewhere. Well, and something that you asked us, Matt, was how did all uh, the animals... Turkey. In Turkey. That's in Turkey. That's right. Yeah. Something that you asked us, like, last week was, like, well, then after the Ark, how did all the animals get to throughout the rest of the planet? Yeah, I wanted to dig into more of Pangaea, too. Pangaea. Mesopotamia. 
I think I think in the Bible it's called, or not in the Bible, but it's, I think it's Mesopotamia is the first the fertile crescent between the Euphrates and yeah. Tigris rivers. Well, it, it's called something else though too. Uh, it's not just was called paying Pantheon. attention during Bible class and history class. Yeah, shout out to Mrs. Conaway. She <laughs> listens to every one of these. Um, but if the Ark of the Covenant was, I mean, it's like statistically last seen at Jerusalem. <laughs> We're ping ponging everywhere. It was invaded by the Babylonians or whoever the piss it was. Yeah. That doesn't, what's that have to do with my error at? Nothing. Nothing. He was talking he about the Ark, and we were we were talking about oh, really? shifting yeah. gears. Oh, man, no wonder. My apologies. We were talking about two different arcs here. No I don't, I don't, yeah, there's there's no way to know where it is. I mean, you, you think about okay, so if the Babylonians took it, how would they have taken it? The same way that the Israelites. Yeah. Carried it. I mean, I guess that's true. If they if they took it, then who it. conquered them and took it from them? Mm-hmm. And then who conquered that nation and took it from them? Or did the next nation that conquered not care about it and just, like, left it? Yeah. Hey, you know something else that was cool? I think you turned me on to, Jaden. Um, crack cocaine? It's under the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wait, yeah, the crack cocaine's actually. under the Vatican? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the Ark of the Covenant, the Roman Empire took it. And <laughs> now the Catholics have it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of stuff in there. What was it made out of? Acacia wood or something? So, you know how whenever, uh, is it Moses parted the Red Sea? Yes, sir. Right? So, when Moses parted the Red Sea and the army. Egyptian. Army, Egyptian army. Yeah. I have such an awful memory. Oh, yeah. We, watched, we watched the documentary on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, the all of the chariots and everything got consumed by the water whenever God closed the, the walls of the water again. And... The wood of the chariots and everything all withered away and everything, obviously, because it all rotted. But there were coral that actually started growing on that wood, and all of the wood is gone, but the coral is still there. In the shape of the wheels from the chariots yeah. and all that. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's, and, and, like, there's, like, pictures of this. It's, like, actually crazy. And, like, that's one of – honestly, that's one of my big reasons for coming back to credibility – of the Bible. I know that faith is there, but like, it's nice whenever you can see like physical hard evidence. I remember, I I remember when we first had that conversation, we were sitting in your house (laughs) and you were like, I was having a talk with someone the other day and they brought up the dead sea and they were like, well, if it happened, then why is there no evidence? And then I just went, there is, it's still there. And you, you were like, what? There's no way it's still there. And then I showed him like all the stuff and he was like, it's still there. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. Like if anyone, it's listening is halfway interested. I highly suggest looking it up. I don't know a ton about it, but it's really, really neat. And the more, like, the more that we do scientific and historical research, the more we find evidence of the stories in the Bible. And people keep trying to discredit it. But then once you start digging in the right places, you find the physical evidence. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's really hard to dispute. I mean, I. I don't know. You, you you can, I mean, you can dispute physical evidence to a certain extent, and but you can't dispute the spiritual evidence and how you yeah. actually feel in your heart, which is how. I, I mean, that's one of the, th- the ways that I defend my faith, a lot of times. But like I said, there's also something to be said about physical evidence too, and actually being able to see something with your own eyes. I'd honestly like to go there someday. I think that I think it's sweet. the Dead Sea, right? 
Or is it the Red Sea? The Red Sea. Red Sea. Red Sea. Part of the Red Sea, yeah. Yes, yeah. Dead Sea is the one that's like super salty and you can like float. Like northern Israel, I think. One of my dad's friends is a pastor and he was just in town like a month ago. And he's been over there and he's seen like all all of the places that the Bible talks about um, on the other side of the world there. And he said that it was like one of the craziest experiences. He described it as... I used to read my Bible in black and white, but since I've been there and actually seen these places, now it feels like it's in color. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. I think it'd be really sweet to take a trip out there. So, like, I I know a lot of, like, stories and stuff in the Bible. One of the hardest things for me, reading the Bible and understanding all these stories, is putting them in a timeline. Yes. Understanding exactly yeah. when things happened and how they happened in a timeline. Mm-hmm. And... That was, and I'm a shout out to Mrs. Conaway again. That was one thing that she definitely helped with where we had history class and she would cite it back to the Bible and be like, this is happening the same time as this is happening. And it, like, I think the only thing that I can really like relate time to in the Bible is Jesus and the Romans. Like that makes sense. Okay. So Jesus happened when the Romans were in power here and like this guy was leading the Romans. He was the Roman emperor then. And, like, that makes sense. But all of the Old Testament, it's just a mumbo-jumbo timeline. Yeah. That's where the uh, genealogical books come into play. Have I ever told you my the thing that I heard about that? Like, so no one likes to read all of the names and, like, this guy came after this guy and, like, all that crap. Yeah. It's hard to read and it doesn't make sense. I, I heard a pastor give a sermon on it once where he said, I was reading through it, and I did what everyone else does, and I skipped over it. And then while I was thinking about it, I went back to it, and I started reading it. Because the fact that those are in the Bible means that God cares about the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that, look at that really hit home for me, and I was like, oh, wow. They might not have a whole story, but God cared enough about the individual to put them in there, to just give that genealogy. I don't know. It's just it's just a cool way to think about the, it. The timelines are really like crazy to think about. Like you, the um, especially whenever it comes to like people's ages and everything. Yeah. Like the the really old people, like the guys that live to be like almost nine hundred years old. It was like Methuselah. Yeah, Methuselah. It was like eight fifty nine or something like that. So, the the I forget we talked about it on one of the last ones where God, or earlier this week where God put a time limit of one hundred and twenty years on humans. Mm-hmm. I forget it was in early Genesis. So he had to live before that. How? Who? Methuselah. Really? He would have. Yeah. If, if if he said humans will only live to be 120 years old, and this guy was like 800 years old, then he had to live before God put that time frame on them. Was that early Genesis? I'm yeah, because it's sure. before Noah. It's before. I'm pretty sure after the flood is when that. Because Moses only lived five. to be. Moses only lived to be 120. Yeah, because after the flood, the the consistency of the earth changed, and like the atmosphere became different, and it became harder for humans to live so that you long. Fi- you figure how many thousands of years were there before the flood? Yeah, because one generation of people lasted thousands of years. Yeah, where where um, um Methuselah's verse twenty seven of chapter five. Yeah, that, well, that's yeah. Not, uh, 
Generations lasted so much longer. 969 years old. Almost a thousand years that guy lived. Um, Dude, that would, for me, that would suck. I just looked it up right now, the oldest people alive currently. There are an astronomically large amount of people who are pushing their 120. Really? Yes. Like, the oldest right now, Kane Tanaka from Japan... 118 years, 114 days. That's the oldest. And then it goes 117 years, 74 days. 116, 187 days. 116, 102 days. 115, 317 days. Like, and it just keeps going. Wow. Top top 50, the the 50th one is 111 years, 334 days. So let's keep track of that. Top 50 are all about to hit 112 at least, at the very least. Let's, Let's look at that list again in a year. Yeah. And let's Kane see. Tanaka, 118, 114. I guess, as I guess of two years. 26 so. of, as of as of literally right now, it's updated. 26 of April 2021. He better die within the next two years, Which or I'm not Christian anymore. <laughs> For real, though, that's like I will I will renounce my religion if he doesn't die within the next two years. <laughs> that is whack. Jeez. Yeah. So Genesis five end of chapter five is Methuselah. Uh, 969 years and then he died and then at the beginning of chapter 6 the Lord said my spirit shall not strive with man forever for he is in, uh, he is indeed flesh yet his days shall be 120 years so you figure there was before the, before the flood between the, the creation and flood there was there had to be at least 969 years yeah more there were more than that how much how much happened in that time frame yeah. That we don't know about. How much happens a day in our time frame? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Do you know what's you know something that I always struggled with and I didn't necessarily understand? When uh, Adam and Eve came out of the garden, there were already people. Yeah, I never understood that either. Yeah. Yeah, well, they had to because what's-his-name killed Cain. his brother and ran away and married some other lady. Yeah, when Cain, when Cain killed his brother, he went to another, like, uh, settlement and lived a different life and yeah, i just I, where did those people come from Cain went out from the presence of the lord and dwelt in the land of nod in the east of eden Cain named his wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dang yeah, you didn't know I, that i you, yeah you, I, I ran across that like a month <laughs> or so ago about that before i ran across that like a month ago and i, I was think, like dude what the piss i actually think that that plays into angels and nephilim but it's a uh, it's it's a it's a very confusing oh, but like where did where, if where it did does other people come from? if it does play into angels and nephilim where did the people that the angels slept uh, with to create nephilim come from right it doesn't it, i don't know where they came from and they don't talk about it and it just is something that it's, i yeah because it's not in there no it, so what okay so here's here's okay so let's and look it, at it just says it in passing it doesn't explain it, it it's, just says, it's like no big deal yeah Cain it's was, like uh, just so you know he like ran off married some other lady that you don't need to know about it's like wait what, what? wait where did she what come you, from what do you mean <laughs> it's saying that god created man in his own image in chapter one of genesis see god blessed them and said be fruitful multiply did he and make then, multiple and then men and only talk about, about adam? adam in the garden he said and god uh the Were there the multiple garden, gardens? And he even? put the man whom he had formed. Hmm. So did yeah, he wait, create? So it says them, and then it says the man. Yeah. 
So they, he could have just so made he a bunch of people, and then he took one of them and put it in the Eden and said, "You're going to be my and... little experiment." And, and oh, that's, that's where I struggle. I'm like, where did they come from? The chosen people. They were the. They were oh the shoot! Holy crap! Wait, are we about to be rich? So so okay. Wait wait wait. Pause. <laughs> so 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 God created them. A bunch of people took the one. Put him in the Garden of Eden. That became the chosen bloodline. To save all the other people. To be the Israelites who are his chosen people. Sheesh! Okay, wait. So we, so I'm going to be straight up honest. We went to Bible school like our entire lives. That has never been talked about. That never rang a bell. And I, I've never heard anyone talk about something like that. That is very interesting. That's wild, yeah, dude. Because, sure because, else came to because that, right? okay. Yeah, it has. Yeah. It ha yeah, it's got it. Like, it's there had to be other people. One hundred percent. It says I mean. that there's other because, people. Because if why would it, why would it say plural them in chapter one and what, then in what chapter verse? two? Genesis chapter one what? Uh, twenty seven. So God created man in His own image, and in the image of God He created them. Male and female He created them, and then God blessed them and said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply." Says but that then, in New Living Translation too. But then in chapter two, it says He put the man whom He had formed in the garden, and then He created Eve out of the man after He had already created man and woman. Sheesh. We've been lied to our entire lives. Yeah, there's some, there's something there that people don't talk about, and and I've always struggled with it. I think that's like way bigger than this one instance too. I think that's probably all through the Bible and like hasn't ever clicked because maybe 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 nobody really studied the Bible enough to be able to teach us this kind of that's, stuff. That's that's interesting and because I never saw the them and then I no the me either. I, I only knew I only knew about the Cain going and marrying yeah. his wife and I was like, well, where did she come where did from? She come from? Yeah. I never, see, I never thought about that part. This is all like I thought about that and then got right nowhere now. because I didn't pick up the grammar. Yeah, that's the them, they, yeah. then the you know, I didn't pick that up. That's, Holy nuts. That's very that's, interesting. Because yeah, like that it has to be it. Because why would why would he Put Adam to sleep and then create woman out of him if it already says he created man and woman. And why would there be a chosen bloodline any other for any other reason? Like, like, that's like, nuts. Uh, yeah, that's th there's some research to do there because that doesn't. So the, then, at this point, the whole the whole fall of man could have happened theoretically could have happened a long time ago. Because there's no time frame between creation day six and when he puts Adam in the garden. No. Not at all. Not at all. It, how how long could that have been? <laughs> Infinitely. You know, I mean, pick a number. And really. that's where we're gonna end it. Pick a number. You, give me the spark notes on what you guys just came up with, though, because I think I'm there. But like, okay. we've been lied to. There were civilizations. There were civilizations of people created at creation, not just. One man. Well, that's that's <laughs> speculation. Potentially, there were people created, and then it says it says God created them, and then it says God took Adam and put him in the garden, and then it says He created Eve from Adam. What what chapter is this in? Genesis chapter one, one and two. Oh, okay. So so then Adam and Eve fall, then they have Cain and Abel. Cain kills Abel because sin. Cain then goes off and lives in where, Thomas? Something with an M. Cain, Cain goes in... Cain murders, murders Abel. Uh, 
Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelled in the land of Nod. He, he goes and he lives in Nod and marries his wife. So it's saying that when Adam and Eve came out of the garden and had their kids, there were already other people somewhere else. And the place was named. It was Nod. There, there were civilizations somewhere else that Cain went to and got married. So there are people on the planet other than Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. And Adam, because Adam was put in the garden, he was that was the bloodline that was set aside by God to bring his son into the world. Because that's where the Jews came from. And that's right. why the whole chosen people thing became so important because Adam was the one that was put in the garden. Wow, that was way Maybe that's why it was taught. such a big deal when they disobeyed. Yeah. Because it's like, you're my chosen people. You're supposed to behave. You're supposed to do what I tell you, you to do. You, 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 holy piss. Do you, know, that do you guys I... remember my whole theory about the whole... And, and listen, I just want to say that I was way off on this. It was just the thing that I thought about at some point. My whole multiple God, multiple universe, like... Yes. It stressed you know, me this out. This swing and competition thing or whatever like that. Maybe it wasn't the multiple God thing. Maybe it was the multiple bloodline thing. And I was like that close to getting it right. And I just was off <laughs> on the fact that there's one God. I mean, which obviously I believe. But I was like, but what if, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe I was that close with it. And I just had that part wrong. That's okay. So I'm going to be honest. I need to look into this because that's, that's, that's that, crazy. That has sparked something in my brain where I'm like, we are someone else has to have came to that conclusion. Breaking new ground here. So, I hit, yeah. I just um, thought I was like, are we about to be rich? <laughs> I think that that kind of fits into the um, idea that I have regarding evolution in humanity. Not mm. necessarily hum humanity, what but just in general. It all works together. Yeah, that's what, like, Adam and Eve were it was a set yeah. aside for this, and that is where human comes from, but everything else was already in motion, et cetera, et cetera. Like, evolution's legit, because that's just how things work. Yeah, that's God was like, this would be funny. Be, yeah, I like this. God is either looking at us with the biggest smile on his face, or he is up there just like, you have got to be <laughs> <laughs> the biggest group of idiots like, I have ever created. <laughs> <laughs> he's either there's, up there like it took you long enough there's or, no in between or he's like dude i laid it out flat for you and you're reading into something that's just yeah not there. there's no in between there. oh my gosh this is great i love this i love it um yeah, that's crazy cool so we, we will definitely certainly the most come interesting back. theory we've come up with to date yeah we, we will definitely come back to that um we're gonna we're gonna maybe not next week maybe not the week before but I'm going to need a couple months here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that. We'll see if there's other people that have that theory. We'll do all that research. Um, but we're 13 minutes over. Um, so this has been the Common Chaos Podcast, episode 18. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that one because that was pretty sweet. We'll see you next time.